0: The Church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be a hospital where spiritually sick people can find healing.
1: But Dr. Tony Evans says some churches just try to make
0: people feel better
1: about being sick.
0: In order to make people all happy, in order to increase membership, we tolerate the intolerable. This
1: is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Sometimes the church's efforts to bring more people in can wind up pushing God's word out. Let's join Dr. Evans as he takes us to Revelation chapter two for a look at the danger of dumbing down God's standards.
0: When you go through an airport and you go through the magnetometers, the x-ray machines, they're looking for things that should not go on the plane. And so if you have a liquid with a certain amount of content, they will they will take it from you. They will hold it back and say, you, you can't carry that on. If you've got a knife, they're gonna tell you, no, you can't take that on. You, if you've got a firearm, obviously you can't take that on. What they're going to do is, Stop you because they're going to let you know there's certain things that the plane will not tolerate. There's certain things that it will not accept. And if you try to pass those things through, they're going to reject you because there are limits on what they will allow you to carry on the airplane. I am certain in your life there are expectations that are non-adjustable. That you simply say, that's a boundary, and I can't accept that. I'm certain, parents, you have children who bring home worldviews, thoughts, perspectives, arguments, and you argue back, that's not acceptable here, even though it may be popular with your friends or with your schoolmates, because you are giving them a boundary of toleration. Certain things you will not tolerate. Well, today in Revelation chapter 2, the Lord is going to talk about the intolerance of an overcomer. If you are going to be an overcomer and not an undercomer, if you're going to be a winner and not a loser, if you're going to be victorious and not live in defeat, you must have your toleration limits. He writes to the church at Thyatira, he says, beginning in Revelation chapter 2, verse 18, to the angel, that is the messenger, that is the pastor of the church at Thyatira, write. The son of God who has eyes like flame of fire and his feet are like brandished bronze says this. So he introduces this designation to the church at Thyatira. So let me tell you about Thyatira it was a place known for its guilds or unions. Some of you perhaps belong to a union, a teacher's union or uh, a steelworkers' workers union or, uh, or some other kind of official gathering related to people who share the same occupation. Those unions are designed to bring certain benefits, protections and guarantees to those who participate in that particular enterprise. So Thyatira was known for its guilds, they called them then, or unions. In the midst of these unions and this city called Thyatira, a church was established. Not only were the unions connecting people who had the same occupation for protection and for privileges and for rights, but each union had its own god. So, the unions had a spiritual or religious aspect to them. So, if you were part of Thyatira's teacher's union, then you were expected to give recognition to the teacher's union God, or whatever God was tied to that union. So, that was one part of it. So, Thyatira was a worker's union and had a religious aspect. But it not only had a religious aspect, the unions in Thyatira also had a social aspect, like a fraternity or a sorority. So there was a social aspect to the unions. So there was a working aspect tied to a religious aspect tied to a social aspect. So you got together with the people that you worked with and you partied with them and you, you enjoyed good time with them because you shared the same occupation. Well, the problem occurred when people became Christians and belonged to the union and they were expected to recognize the union's God and to party with the other co-workers that it involved things that went against the Christian faith. And that created a crisis for the Christians in these secular occupations. I am sure many of you can understand the crisis because many, if not most of you, have been in the crisis where working in a secular occupation, you have been expected, challenged, and sometimes even demanded to compromise spiritual values in order to keep your job or to get a raise on your job. You had to go along to get along. So that is the scenario of Thyatira, and that is the dilemma that the Christians are facing who are working in one of these unions in the city. They're caught in the conflict of needing a job, working a job, but having to compromise their faith or compromise their morals in order to be accepted in the job. And that is the scenario. Verse 18 says... The Son of God, the one with eyes of fire and feet of brandished bronze, says this. Jesus Christ has already been introduced as the Son of Man, but on this occasion, in verse 18, to the church at Thyatira, he's not introduced as the Son of Man, he's introduced as the Son of God. And, of course, Jesus is both the virgin Birth. Mary's egg was fertilized by the Holy Spirit, so you had undiminished deity poured into sinless humanity, so that Jesus Christ is called both the Son of Man and the Son of God. As the Son of Man, he can relate to your humanity. As the Son of God, he can relate to God's deity. So he has one hand in heaven and another hand on earth. One foot in glory and another foot in history because he's both the son of God and the son of man. As the son of man, he can feel you. As the son of God, he can handle you because he is both the son of God and the son of man. He is now introduced to us as the son of God. As the son of God deity, he says he has eyes of fire, which means he can penetrate What's going on? See, when you walk through those metal detectors at the airport, I don't care how much you cover stuff up. I don't care how deep you put it in your suitcase. The penetrating eyes of the x-ray machine is going to go beneath what is evident and what is obvious to what is beneath and what is hidden. And Jesus' eyes of fire penetrates the facade. He knows when you're really Christian and he knows when you're faking it to make it because his eyes of fire penetrate to the reality of a thing. He not only has eyes of fire, it says in verse 18, it says he has feet of brandished bronze. Well, what do you do with feet? You walk. So he's got eyes to see it and feet to get to it. So not only does he know what's going on, he can get a hold of what's going on and his feet are so strong, brandished bronze, that when he decides to move, everybody got to get out of the way. So Jesus Christ now presents himself to this church as the all-seeing authoritative one to these Christians who are caught in these unions that are being demanded that they tolerate certain beliefs and practices that compromise their Christian faith. So that's the dilemma. He compliments them in verse 19, where he says to them, I know your deeds, your love, your faith, your service, your perseverance, and that your deeds of late are greater than your deeds at first. So you are doing better. You are growing. You are a congregation that I see wants to do the right And so, I want to commend you for that. But after commending them, he now criticizes them. He says in verse 20, but I have this against you, even though you got all this good stuff, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. And she teaches and leads my bond servants astray so that they commit acts of immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols." What's Jesus's problem with this church? His problem is what they tolerate. So you had this prophetess self-proclaimed, because she called herself a prophetess, God never called her one, so she's saying God said this and God thinks that and God feels this and, and she's making it sound all spiritual, wrapped in all Christianese and she's making it sound like it's holy and like it's coming down from heaven and in the name of God, prophetess, she's leading people astray. She's becoming a David Koresh or a Jim Jones using the name of God to lead people away from God. What he's saying is that this church tolerated Jezebel. So let me tell you about Jeze. We find Jezebel in 1 Kings chapter 16 and verse 17. Jezebel was married to Ahab, the king of Israel. Jezebel was the daughter of a king and she was a worshiper of the god Baal. Baal was the fertility god and the god of the pagans. She talked her husband into worshiping Baal. Sister girl, Jesse, had such powerful influence that she even threatened the prophet of God, Elijah, and told him, because she had 850 false prophets, said, look, look, you keep doing what you're doing and I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you, you will not live another day. She was a rebel and she was influencing other people and other folks were around there saying, well, that's her business. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Oh, here's, here's the way we say it. I'm not supposed to judge. Okay? So let's get this straight. Yeah. You are to always judge the distinction between truth and error. You must judge. You must judge legitimately. You must judge biblically. You must judge lovingly. You must judge responsibly. I can love you, but I must reject that idea because it goes against what God says. And God is my standard. So you must hold in your hand two things, truth and love. You don't give up truth for love and you don't give up love for truth. You have to hold both of them simultaneously. Because there is a standard. I have mentioned it before when, when Jonathan was 11 years old. He said, Dad, come on, come on, come over to the Family Life Center, come over to the Family Life Center. Why, Jonathan, what, Jonathan? I got to show you something, got to show you something. Okay, I go over to the Family Life Center. Why am I here? He says, because I want you to see me dunk. Dunk what? Dunk the basketball. He's this high, 11 years old. Dunk the basketball? How you going to dunk the basketball? He says, let me show you. He dribbles the ball, takes it with two hands, runs, jumps, whoa, dunks the basketball. Now, before you get too impressed, he got the custodian to lower the rim. So a 10-foot rim was now a 6-foot rim, and he dunked the basketball. Well, I got the custodian to raise the rim back up to 10 feet, and I said, well, I see what you're trying to do, but the goal here is not to lower the standard, but it's to grow you to reach the standard. God is not lowering his standard to please folk. What he wants to do is grow me, you, and us up to meet the standard. So you don't have to be here having met the standard, but you should be here wanting to grow so you can meet the standard, which is what spiritual growth and discipleship is all about. It is growing to reach the standard. And so he's saying you tolerate, you accept, you dismiss the standard.
1: When Dr. Evans comes back in a moment, he'll explain why there's more pressure than ever to dismiss those godly standards. But first, today's lesson is part of Tony's series, The Jesus Challenge. And I want to tell you about a great set of resources we put together as a way to follow up on what we're learning. It starts with all eight full-length messages in this collection to study in depth, available to download instantly, as well as on CDs sent straight to your home. Along with these, we are also including the Living as an Overcomer book, workbook, and Bible study DVD that go hand-in-hand with this series. We'll send you this package with our thanks for the donation God leads you to make to help us keep Tony's teaching on this station. This special offer will only be available for a limited time, and if you reach out right away, we'll include an added bonus, four insightful, downloadable audio teachings from Dr. Evans on what godliness is all about and how the Lord has provided us each with the ability to move closer to Him. Don't wait. Visit TonyEvans.org today to receive one of the largest package of resources we've ever assembled in one offer, the Jesus Challenge, Living as an Overcomer, and in Pursuit of Godliness. That's TonyEvans.org. Or give our resource team members a call at 1-800-800-3222. They'll be happy to help with your request. That's 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans is back now with the second part of today's lesson.
0: There used to be a time when I was growing up, when you were growing up, where the culture supported biblical values. So certain values, that was just a respectable thing to do even if you weren't doing it. But today, biblical values are not only rejected, they are flaunted. They have gone public with the rejection of biblical values in a whole lot of areas. What is God expecting of you? He is expecting me and you and us to repent where we have failed and then to hold a standard of where we will not tolerate. Used to be popular, you could be one of the culture. But now, you take a biblical stand for life, you take a biblical stand for marriage, you take a biblical stand for water, you take a biblical stand and you're going to be on the out. Now, why would this be a problem if you were working in Thyatira? Well, now, if you belong to this union, and this union says to keep your job, to get a raise on your job, to get promoted on your job, you got to go along to get along. If you don't party with us the way we party, if you don't go left with us. If you don't go worship with us, I'm going to tell you now, you're not going to make it in this company. You're not going to make it in this career unless you've decided in advance that there are certain boundaries I will not cross, then what you have to understand is that you are making a choice between the true God, the Son of God, and the false gods who will not be there when your world crashes. He says, I'm going to judge the children, but he still gives them an out. He says, unless you repent. Repentance would remove the fact of the judgment of God. I say to the rest, verse 24, who are in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching. Watch this now. Who have not known the deep things of Satan as they call them. I have no other burden on you. Because now the Son of God is working for you and not working against you. Now the Son of God, the one with the eyes of fire and the feet of bronze. Listen, I don't want to be misunderstood. If you take a stand for intolerance where God is intolerance, there may be some negative things. For those who live godly in Christ Jesus, the Bible says will suffer. My experience with this was when I was at the bus station, they had a scam going, I was working night shift, and they had a scam going, going through seminary, working night shift, and what they would do was punch other people in while they were sleeping and they would get paid for working while they were sleeping because they would be punched in by somebody else. And then it was the next person's turn the next night to punch you in so you could get paid while you slept. So now I'm caught on the horns of a dilemma because I'm poor. Okay? <laughs> I, I don't have I'm making $300 a month. Okay? And then everybody's doing it. So now I'm going to be the odd man out if I don't participate in the scam. So after getting up some carriage... And remember, and I'm studying for the ministry after all that, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I say, okay, okay, uh, guys, I can't participate in that because that's stealing and does, I just can't do that. They say, well, no, you don't understand. Everybody does this. Yeah, yeah I know, but I, I can't do that. Okay. So now I am a non-participant in the union. I'm an odd man out. So I'm feeling the weight of this literally because... When buses came in, I would be left to unload them by myself. The other guys wouldn't come because I wasn't participating. So, I, Or they would just come and take a bag and then leave. So, so now I got the weight of non-participation. It's the right thing, but sometimes the right thing can be weighty. Yeah. And so I'm doing the right thing, but I'm feeling it's a little heavy. A month and a half later. I get called to the office, the supervisor says, Evans, I need to see you. So I'm wondering, you know, what's wrong? I go in, I sit down. He said, we are aware of the scam. We are aware. We've got a night guy coming around and we are aware of people punching other people in when they're really not working. We're also aware that you were not participating. So from now on, you are the new supervisor for the night shift. talk about a burden being lifted (laughs) because in that occasion I accepted the teaching so I know this could be weighty right now when you feel like what is this gonna mean for me or my job And, and I'm not talking about you going preaching on your job I'm just talking about you having the divine standard on your work and that's why he says hold fast till I come verse 21 the one who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end. To him I will give authority over the nations. You may get some of it now, you'll get most of it later, but he says I'm going to give you the ability to rule with me, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of the potter are broken to pieces. So I shall receive authority from my father. I will give to him the morning star, that is intimacy with Christ, based on Revelation 22. He that hath an ear, let him hear with the Spirit of God, to the churches what he's saying to you and me is to take your stand with love with kindness but with clarity that there is a boundary here and that boundary we do not cross and when we do cross it we repent and get back in line so that we can continue on and have the eyes of the son of god and so we want a church that will take its stand for god regardless of whether we get more members regardless of whether we get more notoriety it is the divine standard that we must hold to at all costs
1: are god's divine standards your standards If not, restoration doesn't start with following the rules. It starts with following Christ. Dr. Evans will wrap up today's teaching with a closing prayer in just a moment. First, though, if you'd like to get the complete full-length version of today's message, it can be yours as a part of Tony's current series, The Jesus Challenge. As I mentioned earlier, we're offering all eight messages in this powerful collection, digitally or on CD, along with the Living as an Overcomer book, workbook, and Bible study DVD, plus the four-part In Pursuit of Godliness message collection on downloadable MP3s. They're all yours as our thank-you gift when you make a contribution to support Tony's ministry. Contact us at TonyEvans.org to get the details and make the arrangements. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the details on our upcoming Urban Alternative Cruise to Cabo, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta with Dr. Evans. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. Again, that's 1-800-800-3222. Dr. Evans says increasing your Christian commitment isn't just a matter of taking on more activities. It calls for something deeper than that. Tomorrow, he'll reveal what makes the difference between being in ministry and just being in motion. Right now, he's back to close our time together with prayer.
0: With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you need to repent, turn, because you want the Son of God for you, not against you. Maybe you've been operating outside of the standard, and you pray, but God's not hearing you, because you're operating outside of the the lines, but you're getting back in the line, because you want to accept his offer to repent. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation and then for restoration. Father, for these who've come, we give them to you. We pray that, Lord, you will bless them richly, that they will see your hand at work in their lives, and that from today forward they will experience you releasing the burden because they've returned to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative, made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.